Hi, we're Phil and Jen, and this is season three called We Can Make Change. And speaking of change, we added a word (laughs) to our title because it just felt right. We can make change. And this is episode two, and we're calling this one Life is Short, Life is Long. And before we jump into uh, this episode, we first we wanted to talk about something we've been doing and that we're excited about. Uh, we call it sessions. And sessions are where we meet with people one-on-one or even together, um, whether it's just myself or Jen or both of us. And um, we provide like spiritual guidance and coaching, um, spiritual direction and consulting for people's personal and spiritual lives. Um, and it's, uh, like a unique mixture of just our own personalities, our own experience over the last 20 years leading in spiritual communities, um, walking alongside countless individuals and couples through all kinds of life together. Uh, It comes out of our own kind of paradigm rooted in our education in psychology, as well as like divinity degrees and um, the really rich faith tradition that we come out of. And uh, we love it. It's really, it's, it's like one of the things that gives us the most life is walking alongside people in order to uh, help them grow. And so that's really what we love to do. And so um, if you would like to uh, jump into a session with us, you can go to our website and there's a button at the top that says sessions and you can let us know what you're looking for or what you're thinking about, but we'd love to connect with you. We'd love to hear with you, uh, hear from you. And um, yeah, we'd love to just walk alongside you. So hit us up there. And now life is short and life is long. We were at a memorial service last weekend for um, actually our our dear friend, and he's actually the person who introduced us 23 years ago, which is like crazy. We were reminiscing about um, the first time we met was actually in his house, mm-hmm. and he had a tragic bike accident um, about four and a half years ago where he suffered a severe head trauma and um, struggled with all kinds of um, just medical issues basically between the, just the last four and a half years. And he has five boys and he just recently last week passed away. And, um, we came home from the weekend. There was a paddle out on Saturday, on Sunday, there was a memorial and we were having that kind of conversation that you have, you know, after something like this happens where obviously you end up kind of reflecting and looking at your own life and like going, you know, just how fragile life really is and how short it is. And yet at the same time, how long it can be in a way too. And, you know, those conversations that you have of like, what would people say about me when I die one day? And what are, what would people be saying at my memorial service? And what would be my mark on the world? And it led to kind of this conversation that we wanted to have on here, kind of piggybacking off of Frank's conversation last week about just are we living in a way that really reflects what matters, you know, and how life is both short and long simultaneously. And like, just Which even is, kind is, of like what a paradox that is, you know, totally it's a paradox. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's, it's both, it's, it's both of those things. And, and I think it's worth mentioning, like you said, with Frank's conversation, just following up, I loved, like we got off the call last week after that conversation and we just felt so like pumped and like expanded and um there's just like the the profound nature of like redefining what success is like redefining what is important and what matters and what love is and what we're giving ourselves to i mean it's we said in the very first season when i was talking about how my dad died uh the death has a way of simplifying things but also catalyzing things um, which was a, a big part of our own transition in our life at that time, which is like a part of the life is short aspect of yeah. this. Yeah. That um, it 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 helps catalyze all kinds of things and thoughts that um, maybe you only think about in that intensity when something like a death of a friend occurs or a family member. Yeah. And um, well, I think we most of us kind of avoid the idea of death and the fact that this isn't final you know this life that we have here 
It's one of the biggest fears. No one wants to, we don't want to face that. Fear of death is one of the biggest fears. I think fear of public speaking, though, is actually slightly higher than fear of death. (laughs) Which is wild. (laughs) Um, But it's still up there as one of the the biggest fears that we have as humans. And and just a side note, too. I mean, obviously, there's a whole nother conversation. We're talking about life is short, life is long. Yeah. um, Happening in moments like this about life after death. Yeah. Um, What happens? Where do you go? How does that work? The heaven conversations, um, yes, but we're not talking about that right now. Um, we'll get there another time, but that's just not what we're talking about today. Because right now we're talking about what happens right now in this life. And, and often people in certain religious circles get really obsessed with life after death some other place in ways that like almost lead to like seeking certainty in that that like, how do we get there that almost make you avoid mm, living fully live in our life yeah. right now, which makes it like a really disembodied idea, which is is so interesting, actually. But um, we're more interested in like this conversation around how do we embody a full life now? Um, so yeah, just a side note. Yeah. So we're going to start with life is short. And in a way, it's a blink, right? Like it's it, it is. It's so short. And and especially for some people, I mean, it is really, truly cut short. Like if we think about our friend, you know, he was, I don't know how old he was, but he was in his 30s. Cut short, you know, and mid 30s. He, what's crazy is his, um, his mom, our friend, shared this story at the, um, the service. Yeah, at the memorial service. And, she talked about remembering really clearly that day when it happened, how um, she was with him and uh, with his wife and with her boys, and they all went to church together that morning. And we were in the same church having this uh, memorial service that they were in. And she was talking about where they sat and how they were at the playground and like the, all the specifics of what it was like that day. And then it was it was on Super Bowl Sunday when it happened. And so they, you know, they had the 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 game that night, and then he jumped on a bike and went for a ride after and then got hit by a car um, and nobody saw it saw it coming but like it was such a surprise but like that like she had no idea yeah that that was going to be the last moment of spending time together in that way yeah. and it was like so seared into her her memory like yeah. the intensity of that moment and and it, it just got me thinking like it's it's such a blink it really, it's such a miracle yeah, life. And a miracle, yeah. And she was talking about how she was remembering the details of the morning that she that they spent together. And he came out to the car and he had these smoothies that he had made for the kids. And he was handing them out to the family. And it's like those little um, seemingly mundane moments were like seared into her memory. So um, like graphically as she was recalling that day of like, that was really the last day that I had with my son as we knew him. And, um, yeah, it just really got us obviously thinking like, we don't know how long we have and we don't know, um, if we'll live another day or not, you know, like we just don't know. And, and, you know, this, these are things that we talk about, um, when we face death and when we, when we are forced to like actually sit down and think about it. Um, but, yeah, it's such a miracle, such a miracle. Like our, our very breath, our very like fact that we're just sitting here is fragile and it's a miracle. When you, you almost can't live in that in the front of your mind. No, it's too constantly much. It's too because much. it's so yeah. like, like, like this morning, for instance, that that was on my mind and we were, you know, doing the morning routine, running around with breakfast and lunches and everybody's getting ready for school and yeah. Je, like Jen's going to drive him to school. And so I'm helping get them out the door and she didn't even know it, but like, as they were running out to the car, I just stood there in the open door and just watched them and just wanted to like take them in as they're moving. Mm. Like this, like, I don't want to miss this moment right here yeah. of them hustling to the car and their little whatever stress trying to get all their stuff and get to school late, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Which was stressful, by the way. But, but <laughs> I mean, if you, that's if, real too, if right? you lived in that intensity. Oh, yeah of thought, it would just be overwhelming. It'd be really stressful. Like, is this the last moment that we, you know, and, and obviously that fades because that's like death is a way of catalyzing and simplifying and amplifying. But like, that is a fascinating, it's just fascinating to to have some awareness that 
you're not in control and that every day is a gift and nothing is promised in that sense that there is a tomorrow. I mean, that's, that's like, like when my dad died, we were there, he was sick, he had cancer and he progressed through it quickly and then we had hospice and then we sat with him and then we, you know, we held his hand as a family um, with all of us in that house and watched him like breathe out his last breath, which was so why it was so like, whoa, watching yeah. it. But that that's different. Like one moment he's here and he was with us and then literally in another moment he's not. It was well, even like the wildest the experience to breath came out. Like yeah. The way his body felt like the life came out of him in a breath. Um yeah, I mean, yeah. And obviously we're talking about like his physical body and Yeah, but I mean the the um we talked about this a bunch. The same word in, in the Bible in Hebrew and in Greek and Hebrew is ruach and um Greek is pneuma, it means wind, spirit, and breath. So he breathes out his last breath, but it literally was like he breathed out his spirit, like his life just breathed. Mm-hmm. It was it was like it just whoo. And it's just mm-hmm. like boom, there there was that. Um and it's one thing to, to, I mean, he was at the end of his life. Um, and obviously there were things that he regretted or there was things that he wished he had done or didn't get to. And it was like kind of this catalyzing moment. But it's really different when it comes out of nowhere, like what we're talking about with our friend. Um, yeah, nothing is promised. Like life is short. It's so short. It's a blink. It's a miracle. And we just had some thoughts on, Jen uh, and I have been talking a bunch about Oh my gosh, life is short. And so we've had this ongoing conversation um, every yeah. time we see each other around this. And we just want to share some of those thoughts. Yeah. And we're also, we're also talking about how it's long as well. And so we'll get there. But I think what one thing that we were saying is like, it makes you realize it's like easier to let go of the things that don't matter. You know, like the things that we worry about, the things that are petty. It's like somehow when you're faced with a situation like, when death is actually like in the forefront, you know, when you're actually thinking about it, it's like you realize how a lot of the things that we spend our time thinking about, worrying about, preoccupied with, stressing about, it's like it doesn't matter, you know? And even just yeah, the way that sometimes we try to be something that we're not or like like Frank was talking about last week on the podcast. I mean, all that stuff, like, and, and I love because Frank is like older and, he, and he's got this like wisdom. You can tell he's been through some and stuff. Intensity. You know what I mean? <laughs> and even as a grandparent, talking about the idea of mothering is so different than if you talk to a young mom who's in the throes of like, yeah. <laughs> you know, raising children. It's right. di- it's a different perspective. It is. Of course. And obviously his, the grandkids go home at night most nights, I think. So he probably, it is a different thing. Oh yeah. It's a little less um, intense. Yeah. But just the reminder of all the stuff that doesn't matter and, and that redefinition of success was, was so good. So, yeah. 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 Or even, um, trying to be somebody that you're not, um, in the same way that of like trying to be something that you're not. Yeah. I, um, something else we talked about was just like, it's short man. Um, and how important it is to like almost keep like a short memory in terms of like forgiveness and, and what it is just to be like a grace filled type of person. Um, it just, we've been talking about, how it's just not worth carrying stuff Mm-mm. like that's just not worth the toxic energy of being bitter and unforgiving and mm-hmm. um, choosing to live in a way that almost puts yourself in your own prison of, yeah. of anger and, and frustration. Uh, yeah. We've just been calling it like a short list, keeping short lists, you know, and forgiving quickly and often. And yeah. The, some of the story at the memorial service was how the, the person that was driving the car that hit our friend while he was riding his bike um, was the story of how his wife actually came to the place of like meeting yeah. him and actually they forgiving found The him. police found him. Right. Because it was a hit and run. It was, there was a criminal investigation. It was, it yeah. was very intense, painful yeah. um, process. But then she was sharing on the, the memorial service 
like her own process of, of release and finding forgiveness and her own story of, of how our friend lived that way throughout his whole life. And she found this inspiration from him. And it was the most intense, like, it's, a, it's, it's almost beyond words, um, the way that she was describing that. And it was just this reminder of like, uh, she, she quoted um, something that she'd heard when she was talking. And she said, um, choosing to live in like a bitterness and unforgiveness is like drinking poison, hoping that the other person will die. And it was such like a stark, wow. <laughs> you know, it was like mm -hmm. a... Yeah, it was just a reminder that it's 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 not worth hanging on to things. Life's too short. Life yeah. is just and and no one would like no one would blame her if she no. if she didn't forgive. Like of all people, you'd no be one like, would expect any. You of know that. what? We get it. Like she's she's now a single mom, like raising five boys on her own. I mean, she didn't want that to happen to her, and yet like, her forgiveness was so profound. It was so, like, awe-inspiring. and She's a profound human. And and she's been, I mean, she's been an inspiration through the whole thing. But um, I think, like, that was so powerful when she shared that because she was, like, basically, in some ways, like, I did it for me, you know? Yeah. And, for, this isn't and worth for the boys, you know? Like, it's not worth it. Yeah. Staying in a prison of your own making. Yeah. I mean, and obviously... There's boundaries and safe spaces, and obviously, um, you would never intentionally put yourself, hopefully, into like. Someone said this to me once. They said, "Would you ever walk into a room with a person with a loaded gun that you know would shoot you?" I was like, "No." <laughs> he said, "Then why would you do that with someone that will kill your soul?" like whoa that's like the the flip side is like it's too life's too short to live in your own prison but it's also too short to continue to put yourself in unsafe places that that you get hurt and so it's like we we're just talking about like that's that space in between of learning how do you live just like clear and free and open but also wise and safe mm -hmm. in that space where you you truly are free you know yeah what's that differentiation between you can forgive and then also not put yourself in the room to get shot. <laughs> right. It's, it can be both. Right. You know, which is kind of what we're talking about today, too, is like this paradox of life is short, life is long. And I think forgiveness has that same paradox, too, where you can actually forgive and still have healthy boundaries. And, you know, um, yeah. It was incredible. She went, she read him a letter at the um, trial. At the criminal trial. And told the man who killed her, well, eventually he ended up dying because of it. Not in the moment. He was still, you know, fighting. But, um, uh, yeah, she read a letter and forgave him, said, I forgive you for what happened. And then she, they brought her and the boys brought him cookies on Christmas, which was just crazy. Yeah. Wild story. Okay. Other things. Um, just like loving well. Yeah. Like life is short. Yeah. Life is sh I've, I've taken to um, this this thing now where I, I don't not say what I'm feeling. I'm 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 like a probably an overstated person now where I'm like like with Jen and the boys or our friends like like um, constant wanting to love as well as I can and I'm like if there's anything about you that I, I see is pretty and beautiful and wonderful, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to overwhelm you with these things know, or with the boys. So I can't like, they're like overwhelmed by my constant hugs and like, mm. um, you know, our oldest is trying to get out the door to get to school. And I'm like, wait, I'm like running down the stairs because I need to get another hug and like affirmations. Um, Jen was laughing. I was hanging out at uh, our really dear friend's house um, late one evening in their jacuzzi and we're just like laughing late into the night and we lost track of time and Jen came and she's like hey come on like it's time to go and because I'm leaving I'm like wait and I'm like grabbing my friend by the shoulder and we're both like like teary-eyed and I'm just like I need to tell you what a good dad you are I can't leave you know like this I can't help you're leaving out major parts of that story <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on hold on no, this but, is a good story no 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 <laughs> 
You weren't planning on saying this, but I'm not too bad. <laughs> Why did so I show up more. at the house? Because it was like two in the morning or one in the morning or something. You guys had just like lost track of time. <laughs> so a group of guys got like, together at you... our friend's house. And he's not answering so, his phone. Really dear friends. Because I was in the, so we did like an eight hour jacuzzi run. And <laughs> no, um, super normal. Apparently everybody else left at some point And me and my buddy just stayed. We just kept talking and hanging oh out. We were gosh. still in the moment. And all of a sudden Jen just showed up and she was there. And I was like, yes. So I'm calling him and calling him and calling him. He's not answering his phone. And normally you don't stay out this late. So I was Never. like kind of concerned. It was like a weeknight. I'm like, what on earth? Maybe got in a car accident. I'm like freaking out. I'm checking. We've got that app where you can like see where they're at and I'm checking it. Oh, it says he's there still. Like that can't be right. Kids are asleep. <laughs> I leave the kids in the middle of the night asleep. That doesn't feel like a good idea and drive over to make sure you're okay. I show up and Phil's like, what's up, babe? Like you're here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, so excited. I'm like, wait a minute. Two what, of my favorite what people. Are you what are you doing here it's like 1 a.m or whatever ridiculous time Uh, yeah it was so late and then i'm trying to get him to come home now i'm like all right let's go we gotta go and he's like hold on i gotta tell i gotta tell this guy what a good dad he is it's time for me to this is this was the moment you chose i didn't want to miss the moment i didn't want to miss the moment you're like what if i didn't get to tell him tomorrow it's two in the morning. Can you tell him tomorrow? You know, we were just having this conversation and I needed to tell him. I know. That really is, that really has been the way you've been operating. It's beautiful, except for when it's two in the morning and I was, I was like really annoyed. I'm like, okay, come on, let's Life go. Life is short. And if we don't love well and say what we think, like, I just, I'm, I'm a full believer now. I know you are. It's beautiful. It's good. I know. And we were, <laughs> I have a friend who, um, I feel like this is a good example, but she, when people gave her candles, you know, like the really the nice, like the bougie, good smelling candles, but they're kind of expensive. She would always wait to burn them. And she was like waiting till like a special occasion till someone came over or till, you know, whatever. And then she started realizing like, I'm going to just start burning these candles. And like, I'm going to start actually just enjoying, basically enjoying life, you know, like enjoying yeah. these nice things. Like, what am I waiting for? Um, yeah. And so I think I don't know. It's Stock kind of like the same way for the moment that you're burning be the candle. You're burning the candle. When I make or or um, we were talking about when I graduated seminary after nine years, a friend of ours who used to be one of our youth group kids um, went to um, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, studied wine business and then was like helping run this this winery. And he sent me a box right when I graduated from seminary <laughs> yeah. with a box of wine <laughs> or a bottle of wine in it. And it was all wrapped up really special. And it was like, it looked really cool. And it came with this like special note. And we were so, it was like a Thursday afternoon. No, I mean, I, was, <laughs> I, I don't was like, know if this is a good example, but. No, I, I was like, yes. And we just popped the thing open immediately and started pouring it into whatever like cups that we had. And as we're Probably drinking. like plastic cups. As we're drinking this knows. wine, I was like, that's delicious. And we read his note and he's like, this is a very special bottle of wine. I don't want you to be afraid like I want you to actually drink this and I was like mm. you're like don't worry we were not afraid maybe I should have looked that up online before we just popped it open on a Thursday and then you did and it was, was like, super wow, expensive that we should probably drink the hey. rest of it because that hey. was incredibly special yeah you can't be afraid to pop the cork and which which is like a, I think the other part of it that we were talking about is in the pandemic there's been such a heaviness and there's been such a weight yeah. and there's been such like a yeah uh, like a thing and like recapturing adventure Mm. and just the joy of the moment and fun and like curiosity and like life is short. It's, it's short. And like, there's been such a, a heaviness in these last years that it's too short to stay in that space. And that, um, yeah, I don't know. Something is, is like reawakening in us of going, Oh, we got to find the fun and the yeah. joy and the laughter. And even in the everyday moments, like we started, I mean, I, I don't think our neighbors really appreciated this, but we started like lighting off fireworks in the middle of the street during the pandemic because we were just like, it's oh. a random Tuesday. We got to spice this up. We We've this been in the house. We screaming at us and running down the street yelling. But then she, you know what? She came back and apologized recently. That was really interesting yeah, and really did. cool. And we're like, you're She's welcome. Like, Sorry, I was being grumpy about that. For bringing the ambassador of joy life into the street. <laughs> I've been reading that. Um, we're so far off of our outline here, but this is great. <laughs> I've been reading that. Um, it's called Love Does, but it's Bob Goff wrote it with his daughter, and it's it's the kid version of Love Does. And he 
tells these stories. I mean, he's such an incredible, inspiring guy in the way that he finds joy and like creates joy everywhere he goes in like the mundane moments. And I've been reading that with Carter at night and um, like the stories of just the way that he would in the mundane moments, like make life so much more fun has really inspired me. Like they would do just like random things. Like if you eat all your vegetables, you get to turn your plate over and on somebody's plate, there's going to be a star and you get some sort of like reward. I don't even remember the story exactly, but it's like, how how are we even just like capturing joy in the, in the, uh, in the everyday, in the everyday moments, you know, like, and, and what candle are you waiting to, you know, enjoy that you maybe just, what's the thing that you need to enjoy right now? And I think of women in this like idea and, we talked about this at our how to reimagine your life experience, but I think that women have been conditioned to put aside their needs and to especially put aside their wants. And I think women are almost praised when we're martyrs, you know, when we sacrifice to the point that we're, we're losing something and it's almost like praised, you know, like uh, the tired mom who's giving and giving and giving. It's like, instead of somebody coming along outside and saying like, go take a nap. We're like, Oh, she's so selfless. Oh, she's so amazing. And it's like, maybe she just needs like a hand. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like maybe you just need to take something off of her plate instead of praising her for all the ways that she's killing herself, <laughs> you know? And I think, you're laughing because you know, and I feel like you've really been doing this recently, which has been part of our like awakening in our marriage recently is like you, I think seeing ways that you can care for me in that way. And like, I don't know, but yeah. What about joy now? You know, because every day is a miracle, a miracle and life is short. And despite all this pain that we're experiencing, especially now, I mean, there's, there's so much going on in the world and we could go on and on about that. I mean, we'll just let the news do that for you. We don't need to point it out. But we woke up today. And we get to have today. And it's a freaking gift. And it's a miracle. You know? It really is. It really is. And I think in, in like with the life is short sort of mentality that we're talking about, I think there's space there to, like, what what is unhealthy? Like, man, it's too short, like, to have those unhealthy things. Obviously, we talked about forgiveness and that kind of stuff, but, like, whether it's patterns or whether it's... um, Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that in another one. Career or job or, um, like, they're calling it the great resignation of from the pandemic. It's like, um, this is what people are doing on a massive scale right now is is reprioritizing, making changes. Like, we can... We can make change in life. It's just, it's too short not to. We were talking about that movie Soul that came out, the Disney movie. So good. It's so good. We were talking about wanting to watch it again. But that scene of... Well, uh, I don't watch movies more than once usually, so you guys can watch it that Because way. you forget so quickly what the movie was about. <laughs> I can true. get you into a movie it's and true. you'll forget that we watched like, it. Did we see this one? I got to trick you into the first 10 minutes yeah. and I got you. But... <laughs> I know I watched that one. It, but it was like that that picture of the... The guy who's like the, the sign flipper guy on the street who's um, he would go into a place of meditation and then he like enters into um, like that's that's so complex to try to explain on the podcast because yeah because soul is is describing where souls come from from heaven and then it's like this experience in life and then um, it's it's trying to find joy in life but like the, there's this picture of this guy who's like steering this hilarious like pirate ship through this transcendental space. I don't even know how to say it, but he was like finding people that are lost in their like anxiety and their unhealth and of their career and their life. They call them like these anxiety monsters. And his whole goal is to like, how do I set free all of these people who are these anxiety monsters to be themselves again and be free? And it shows this picture of him setting this one free. And then the guy wakes up and he's in this office with all these computers everywhere and like a cubicle. And he's like, run we're free and he starts flipping over all the desks and the computers which is it was this hilarious moment but it's it's almost like everybody's waking up mm. going yeah. man life is short and we're reprioritizing and we we can we can do it different yeah i mean i feel like everyone i'm talking to recently is 
reprioritizing in some way or another. And I mean, for us right now, we have these teenagers in our house and it's feeling like, oh man, life is so short. Like I can feel it that they're going to be gone soon. And it, it does, it changes the way I'm interacting in the moment because I'm like, I just like every time our oldest leaves the house, I'm like, Ooh, it just, I feel it like it's moving towards. He's going to leave one day and I don't like it. Not living anymore. We've already been like scheming, like some people, their kids will like live across the street from them when they get well, weird. Your bike is a flat tire again. Uh, so yeah. weird. Looks like you're staying home. <laughs> but yeah, it feels like we have this short season to like really just pour into them and love them and help them figure out who they are, help for us to see who they are and then to like help to help them to develop that and to grow into that and to celebrate them and to coach them and to set, hopefully set ourselves up for a lifelong friendship with them. Yeah. It's short. Life is short. Um, so get to it. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's also long. <laughs> it, it, it is. I know. I love it. I think there's a flip side to it because it's really easy to be like, yes, Tony Robbins. Thank you. Like, let's get after it. But like, there's a flip side that life's also, it's long. Which, which, which in some ways means it's like worth getting to. Mm. Um, and that you have the, the space to do it. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's interesting in some of the early church letters that you read in the Bible and the New Testament um, is uh, there was this mindset in the writer, this guy named Paul, who's writing these letters to these churches that he founded. So you read like the letters to the Corinthians, the people in Corinth, and he's writing with this intensity. He's like, Jesus is coming back any second. And so like, even like the tone of which he was writing some of these things to this community is such that it's like, no matter where you're at, just stay there. If you're engaged right now, okay. But like, if you're not engaged, don't get engaged. It's not worth getting married because there just frankly isn't time. Like there's yeah. no time to even get towards a marriage. Or if you're married, that's fine. Just stay married in that way. Like like wherever you're at, if you're a slave, just stay wherever. You, like it's this sense of like it's happening so fast that all we can do is tell people Jesus is coming and like organize ourselves around that. But it's like happening right now. And it's like it doesn't matter. Like like life's so short. And like 2,000 years later, here we are reading some of these letters. <laughs> like, well, and somebody somewhere is maybe like. Maybe I should have got married. I really loved her. <laughs> Like, why didn't I get to marry her? Um, um, it's just, it's like, or, or it's that like interesting. If you get too caught up in the, it's so short, it's so short, it's so short. You can miss that life's actually quite long as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's long. And it, I mean, it's, even in the sense of like the way that we care for our planet, you know, like if we just have that mindset of like, well, like it's so short, I'm going to be out of here so fast. And like, we almost lose that mentality of like, what about caring for the world around us? You know, it's that strange evangelical mindset of like, we're going to get beamed out of here at any minute and it's all going to burn anyway. Like I've talked to people that have yeah. literally said that. Like it doesn't I've, matter I've, anyway. I've seen people throw trash out the car or their window oh, and litter and be like, well, it's all going to burn anyway. It doesn't really yeah. matter. It's like a weird, he's coming back any second and we're going to beam out. So like like the longness of it is lost or the, the intergenerational yeah. nature yeah. of it is lost. And it's like, well, it doesn't matter what happens to the planet in the generations to come because there won't be generations to come because we're getting out of here right now. And it's like, a strange disembodiment and it's missing the longness. Yeah. So it's a blink and it is a miracle and it is short. And in that sense, like, and it's short, so don't wait. You know what I mean? Like make the changes that you want to see in your own life and in the world around you. Like it's a gift. And, and, and so you should make changes, right? Like and there's that should word, but don't you want to, right. <laughs> and you only have one. And yet, it's also long. And so many of us have the time and, and because it's long, let's make that change 
also that we want to see in us and in the world around us. And there's time to make the changes. Like holding yeah. it together is an interesting paradox. When I was learning how to preach as a preacher, I remember being told, um, you should prepare for your sermon as if there is no spirit that will guide this thing. And then when you actually preach, you should preach as if you have no notes and the spirit is just meeting you in a room with people and where you're at. And I was like, well, which one is it? <laughs> it's, both. it's both. It's like you can hold you can hold that together because life is also long. Yeah. And when I think about life being long, I think of being a young mom because <laughs> the days were so long when the kids were little, when you're when you're parenting young kids, I mean, some of the days, the days can feel so long. I remember, um, specifically like moments of sitting on the ground and like playing trains with the kids and being like, is it, you know, is it five o'clock yet? Like when's Phil going to be off work? Like just counting the minutes to like, <laughs> just, I was primarily staying home with them and working part-time and I, enjoyed those moments and it was so such a gift but it was it was hard work and there's poop and there's diapers and there's bottles and there's whatever like tantrums tantrums like intense, and, intense energy. and the days can be so long and then i remember thinking like oh gosh like the kids being teenagers seemed like forever away and now here we are you know and those days feel like a blink and those days feel like just such a blip and in so many ways i i, I like miss those days oh, you know so they're so now. cute the days are so fast now hearing their little voices and videos or something so it's both you know yeah and i think i mean this pandemic it feels so long yeah and so many people are like well it's over and we're back but we're not we're, we're still we're still in it we're still emerging from it um there isn't just going to be a moment that it, the the switch flips and it's over it's 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 a slow crawl out of this to whatever new normal is um and uh it feels long because it is long <laughs> and, and and in a lot of ways we got set back really mm -hmm. really hard in ways during this pandemic i mean uh i read or heard somewhere like the the fight against poverty and hunger in the world lost like 10 years of a setback like Gosh. the division that we're facing the pain that's around us the fighting the polarization um and everything that's happening right now can feel um so overwhelming but also life is is long yeah like it was like when we went through the great recession that was back in 2008 it felt like long and overwhelming then we came through that i mean at, at that time Jen and I and uh, almost everybody that we knew lost everything. If for us, we lost our house. We lost our life savings. We lost our credit. Um, we lost everything. It was so defeating Oh man! in that moment. And I, I thought I was going to die. And I was so ashamed and I was so frustrated. And I was like, I'll never be able to buy a house again. I'll never make it. And then I'm doing this podcast here with Jen in a house that we bought you know, five years ago, four and a half years ago, and our credit is now perfect and things are like, it's life is long. Yeah. And we never thought, we never thought, never thought I'd get out of house again. Yeah. Oh, I never, ever, ever. I thought yeah. it was over, but like life is actually quite like this, this time of this pandemic will pass. And you never know what each day will bring. You know, each day is like a, a resurrection. Every time you wake up, it's, it's a resurrection. It's a new day. It's a fresh start. Yeah, and I think there is a uh, there's a sense of like, are we falling behind? Are we falling behind? Are we off track? As if there was some preconceived track of where mm. it's supposed to go. Um, life is long. I mm. mean, even like it's full of ups and downs and twist twists and turns and it's adventure and it's mystery and every day is is a, a new possibility and a resurrection and there's like a like like whenever we stepped out of the role that we were in and we took a rest I remember having this overwhelming sense for these 
months that we were resting of like, I'm falling behind. I need to figure out, I need to do something. I need to do, this is how I'm wired. And, yeah. um, and even though we knew we needed to be resting. We, oh, we just wanted to rest and we knew, we, and, and I had a, a friend, um, just a fantastic mentor who's like, your rest is your work right now. And like, but I'm falling behind. And he's, he started laughing and he's just like, your rest is your work. He's like, take the long view here. Cause like, Whatever work you do next is going to come out of the place that you're in. And if you go into it frantic, like, what is that going to do? Like, he's like, no, you're not falling behind. You're like being filled up to continue moving ahead. He's like, but there is no winning. There is no ahead. There is no behind. Um, life isn't a race. It's not a game to be won. It's not like an enemy to be conquered, um, which is, is, is funny. It's almost like even the way our society is is like constructed has this this like you got to get ahead and you got to do it fast and you got to do it early mm. and you like you can feel like you're too old or too late yeah. or like youth obsessed but like all of that is just like a construct it's just a social construct and it isn't true um it just yeah it isn't true mm. yeah and you can begin again and again and again and i think that's where it's helpful to to be like life is long yeah, you're you know? never too old to make change. You're never too old. You're to, never too old to, to get after start it. again. And even if your life is a train wreck, you know, even if COVID has completely messed things up for you, your maybe your business or your maybe you've lost people. I mean, or your relationship, or your relationships. I know people are really struggling right now with their most intimate relationships, out just from all the the stress from the last several years. And or maybe you've hurt people, or maybe you've made mistakes. I mean. Life is long. You can begin again and again and again. And also welcome to the club <laughs> because none of us get by without making a, making a mess of things at some point, right? Or hurting people or um, screwing things up. But you can change. You can change how you operate. You can change how you embrace yourself. You can, and change, you can change how you live and, and, and that will change how you impact the world around you and yeah. and you're not powerless you're not a victim to your own life so yeah resurrection baby every day well i think it's funny how the language of like oh that's thinking outside the box or we should think like if you talk about if, if you like align that idea like if you're thinking outside the box you're still like operating according to the box, just on a different side. Like, like there is no box. The box is the, is, point. Is the measurement still. But yeah. there, there just is no box like mm. that. We need to be in this timeline or moving in this speed or mm, achieving yeah. these things, climbing this ladder on this. But like, there just is no box. Yeah. There just is no, there's no box. It's all a construct that our society's created to say, oh, this is where you fit within the scheme of things. But in reality, like none of that is, mm. life is long. Yeah. And then um, we're talking about how our friend was, he's really good at business and he did really well um, in his business. Um, our friend who passed away that we yeah. told the story about. Um, he was great. He was just, he was, he was so good at it. Right. But at his memorial service, at a celebration, um, all the people that shared, all the people that got up and talked, no one talked about that. No. Like nobody. No, unless they were talking about how they, how he helped them. Or how he used that business. to help other yeah. people. Yeah. But like the things that people talked about were how much he cared for people and how much he helped people and how much he loved people along the way and how like bigger than life he was. Because he was. Yeah. Um, which is just like, yeah, the, like all those things, the box. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, life is long. Yeah. And I mean, you can start things at whatever age you want. Yeah. You know, we say this to our kids who are young, like you can do things with your life right now. Like, <laughs> and there's like grandparents out there starting new things and they're killing it. Absolutely. And it's amazing. I, I met, I do this tri uh, triathlon every year. And one of the reasons that I do it it's so fun. I love to compete and train training for stuff is fun. I didn't really train for it very much this year, but 
It's been busy. The thing that I love about it so much is meeting people at the starting line and like in the before and after and talking to the people that do these things because they're so inspiring. And I met this lady, we were standing at the starting line and they had delayed the start, which is super annoying because you're all fired up and ready to go. And then they're like, it's going to be another 20 minutes. So we're standing there trying to not be nervous and talk to each other. And, um, I don't know how old she was. She was at least 65, but she was saying that she was just getting into these, doing these triathlons. And it was so inspiring to me because I'm like, here she is. She's 65. She's incredible shape. She's like, like, I'm just going to start doing these now. And she was talking about how her kids are out of the house and how like, this is her chance to do stuff just for her. And it was so inspiring. Like, why do we put a number on when we should or should not do things, you know? And I don't know, for me, it's like, it was just that reminder of like, you know, even with retirement, like people, I think have this idea that we hit retirement, whatever age that is. And it's sort of like, you just cruise into like the finish line, but it's just ages of mentality, you know? The most inspiring stories to me are people doing yeah. awesome things later in life. Like I mean, like, Frank. <laughs> yes. He he didn't start writing until he was 40 yeah. years old. And he's like, well, this is good. I'm going to go ahead and lean into this. It turns out he has an incredible gift. He's incredible. This <laughs> um, is crazy. Or like uh, Jen and I got obsessed with this, started looking up different people that were like well-known that, that that's true. I mean, Stan Lee, who created Marvel Comics, the whole sort of Marvel Cinematic Universe. He, he didn't have his first hit comic till he was almost 40 years old. Or like Vera Wang didn't enter the fashion world until she was 40. Or like Samuel L. Jackson didn't get his first breakout role till he was 43. Steve Carell, he was 42. Or like Walmart, the founder of Walmart, Sam Walton, didn't found the first Walmart till he was like 44. I mean, you could go on and on. Or even like the story of like J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter um, her story was like she just bottomed out. She went through a divorce. She was a single mom. She was jobless. She was on welfare, and she had this idea, and she wrote this novel, and it took her years, and then she like sent it off to all the major 12 publishing houses, and they all denied her, and then she finally got a thing, but she didn't get any money for it, and like blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, like later, it became this thing sort of unexpectedly, which is it just the, the stories are... I'm tired of the stories of like, and by the time I was 25, I was killing it. Like the, like the exciting stories are to see people recognizing how long life is and living into it. Um, we can make changes for our life and for the world and we don't have to be frantic about it. Mm, yeah. There's just so much time, which is the paradox. There's so much time. The, um, Jesus tells this story in the gospel of Mark and he talks about like what the kingdom of God is like and he says the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and then sleeps and rises night and day and then the seed sprouts and grows and he doesn't even know how and he says the earth produces by itself this this thing First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And then when it's ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Yeah. And he's like, you don't have to be frantic about yeah. it. There's just, there's so much time. There's, there's an ability to be patient in seasons and to recognize that actually it's quite long and maybe there's things growing beneath the surface that you aren't even aware of yet. And maybe those things just haven't hit their fruition yet. Or maybe you're like, oh, I don't see anything right now and I really want it. But like, it's okay because life's long and there's time and there's space. And I love that that picture of like spirit, spirit is at work, doing things, partnering with us, meeting us, and you're not even aware of it. And that's okay because you can trust life's long and there's a lot more to live and this day isn't the final day. Yeah. And you can keep watering the things that you want to see grow. You know, you can be that patient gardener. So life is long and things are, things are challenging right now still. Right. Like, and, and I think it's a good reminder that there's seasons and that even though this pandemic feels like it's forever. And I think in some senses it is going to be something we are facing for a long time and, in some way or another, but also in a way 
it's like a blip in our lives. You know, if you, I, we were talking about, we have a skate park in our neighborhood and, um, during the pandemic, it was like one of the only things like that where, when we were in lockdown that, um, kids could do. And so the skate park every day was just slammed. I mean, like hundreds of kids. And this morning we drove past it and it was just like empty. Nobody was there. I mean, everybody's got school now and sports and it's like, if I think back to that time, it was such a blip that we were in lockdown, you know, and at if the we time, think about it was in the moment, I was like, the days are so long. Life is, it's, it's bigger and it's, and there's more possibility than you realize. It's just more gracious. There's God is more gracious than we realize, you know, and, and it, whatever that thing is that you're struggling with, that you maybe even feel like right now it's going to kill you. That thing, like in 10 years from now, that thing's not going to be the same, that pain, it's not going to be the same. The, um, the way that you experience it, isn't going to be the same. And so life is short and it's also long and it's a paradox. Yeah, it's both. It's both. It's, it's quite long and there are more days ahead. Unless of course there aren't and it's short. <laughs> and maybe, <laughs> but it's yeah. both. Yeah. And it's, it's what, what kind of life are you going to live? Yeah. And maybe for you, you needed to hear that and be reminded that it's short so that you can almost activate you know, and not miss out on making the changes that you want to see for your life and for the life of others and for the world around you so that you don't settle or that you don't compromise or let it pass you by. But maybe you, you need the reminder that there's time, that it's also long and that the situation that you're in, it won't, it won't last forever and that it's not too late and that this, it doesn't have the final say that there's hope and that there's possibility and that you can begin again and again and again. And that every day is a resurrection. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out our website, philandjenwood.com, to register for upcoming experiences and to see what else is going on. And if you enjoyed this, feel free to subscribe. You can even leave a review. Keep going. See you next time.